0: Welcome to the Red Cloud Research Roundup hosted by Red Cloud Financial Services. It's August 15th. This last week, Red Cloud hosted the Summer Silver Conference joined by numerous names in the space for presentations, panel discussions, and Q&A sessions. To give a recap, we have Red Cloud Securities Mining Analysts, Timothy Lee and Taylor Convoluzier joining us this week. Tim, what stood out most for you?
1: Hello, and thank you for the warm welcome. On August 10th, we hosted our annual Red Cloud Summer Silver Conference. The conference had over 380 registered participants. This event included presentations by 11 companies, with five Mexico-focused companies presenting in one session and six companies with projects across the rest of the Americas in another session. In addition, the conference included a fireside chat hosted by our own Taylor Cambelousier, and featuring Tavi Costa of Crescat Capital, Maria Smirnova of Sprott Asset Management, and Peter Krauth, author of The Great Silver Bowl and editor of Silver Stock Investor Newsletter. During the fireside chat, the panelists discussed the overall silver market and investor sentiment in the space. The silver price has rallied since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. While it had a recent pullback because of higher interest rates and concerns over a potential recession, It has more recently rebounded and continues to maintain levels above U.S. $20 an ounce. The panelists discussed the uses of silver with both industrial and investment demand and a growing component in alternative energy, particularly solar panels. Meanwhile, supply is becoming challenged, with fewer primary silver mines coming online, leading to a deficit. The panelists also discussed criteria for evaluating silver mining projects and companies, and they discussed jurisdictions, listing Bolivia and the Yukon as jurisdictions on the rise. All three panelists advocated that the backdrop for silver remains positive and that having precious metals in portfolios could increase return and decrease risk over the long term. The session on Mexico featured five companies, Southern Silver Exploration, on which we have a buy and an $0.80 target price, Defiant Silver, on which we have a buy and a $1.40 target, Reyna Silver, on which, on which we have a speculative buy and no target, Silver Viper Minerals, on which we have a buy and a $1.10 target, and OREX Minerals, on which we have a speculative buy and no target. Southern Silver, Defiant Silver, Reina Silver, and Silver Viper are all Red Cloud investment banking clients. During the panel discussion, the companies discussed their experience operating in Mexico and dealing with recent issues related to COVID-19. In some places, companies have had challenges getting a hold of drills and experienced drillers to operate them, and there have been long wait times for results from assay labs. For the most part, the companies operating in Mexico have had reasonable success getting a hold of the drills they need, as well, although assay turnaround times had been quite long, they appear to have improved thus far this year. The panelists commented on the fact that, as an established mining jurisdiction, Mexico has a good exploration infrastructure, with numerous service providers in-country. Replays of the conference are available on our website at redcloudfs.com. Over to you, Taylor.
2: Thanks, Tim. The Americas panel featured six companies, BlackRock Silver, which we are restricted on, CMC Metals, where we have a buy 25 cent target, Equity Metals, which is not rated, Outcrop Silver and Gold, which is not rated, Silver X Mining, where we have a buy and 95 cent target, and Sterling Metals, where we have a buy speculative rating and no target price. BlackRock, CMC, Silver X, and Sterling Metals are Red Cloud Banking clients. The discussion started by addressing current sentiment in the silver market, which has been more than subdued. Silver's use as an industrial metal was highlighted and its changing role with the growing green and EV revolution whereby more commodities like silver and copper are going to be required to support increasing demand. It was also noted that the market will eventually hit bottom and that we are poised to see a return in the sector, although I would note that silver has crept up above $20 an ounce again. Given recent inflationary indicators, panels were also surprised about how prices and valuations have not been responding adequately. The panel noted that with threats of a recession looming, it may be a good time for investors to get involved as valuations bounce back up. The panel discussion also touched on the fact that only 27% of the world's silver production comes from primary silver mines. Most of it is produced as a byproduct. With increasing EV demand, polymetallic deposits have become attractive, so there is currently a lot of exploration and development for these kind of deposits. Lastly, the panelists touched on the regulatory regimes in each of their operating jurisdictions. Starting in North America, we had British Columbia, which could be a tough environment to navigate. While regulators understand what is required and are supportive of mining activities, there are considerations with regard to First Nation communities, which makes mining exploration and development challenging in the province. Panelists expressed similar sentiments with the Yukon. One panelist pointed out that the government needs to do more and step in, particularly as simple permits can take lots of time for approval. Newfoundland, on the other hand, received rave reviews as a great place to work. Given the mining history in the province, all levels of government are very supportive of mining activities. And turning to Nevada in the United States, which is regularly ranked highly on the Fraser Institute's annual survey of mining companies, the state is steeped in mining history and has its own EPA. During the COVID-19 pandemic, not a single mine in Nevada was shut down by the government. The same cannot be said for many other mining jurisdictions around the world. And turning to South America, it was pointed out that Peru is a pragmatic environment to operate in, despite the perception. Peru has been a mining jurisdiction for over 400 years and is very mining friendly. And although there is political change occurring in Colombia, leftist Petro was recently just sworn in, operators are still constructive on the country when it comes to hard rock mining.
0: Thanks for listening to the Red Cloud Research Roundup. To catch the replays from our Summer Silver Conference, head over to redcloudfs.com. For more content like this, tune in every Monday for new episodes or join us on our YouTube channel for webinar replays and exclusive content with mining companies. As always, head over to redcloudsecurities.com for full episodic disclosures and to sign up for our email list. Thanks for joining us and see you next time.